Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Owen O'Sullivan and this is the TPOE Christmas Party Special. Woo! <laughs> I'm joined by Point of Everything podcast OGs, Ashling and Keelan. <laughs> oh, hey. That's the only time I'll be called an OG. That's the only time that I've ever actually Other used than in that your phrase head. as well. <laughs> Ashling and Keelan, it's a Monday morning in the middle of December and you guys have just announced Quarter Block Party. Get yeah. your plugs out of the way early. Yes, we did. <laughs> did that this morning we did we're not stressed at all yeah it's not the only thing we've been thinking about for the last like week and a half <laughs> feels good though yeah it's good it's a really good lineup uh we're really proud of it and everyone should go uh hillary woods is the main draw you've yep. got you've got scotty and fat Bo- fat blokes which i think are theater pieces oh how did you guess <laughs> um yeah. that's actually one show fat blokes is yeah the name scotty of is the creator and fat blokes it's all about um fat male positivity I'm very excited to see it. Scotty is an incredible theatre maker and uh, over the weekend hosted this thing in London called Hamburger Queen, which was like a queer, uh, fat female uh, pageant. I I don't know. It just looked amazing. So I just want to, to, uh, I can't wait to see what Fat Blokes is. Laboom, who are a great party band. Lord Distrut. And also played... Quarter Black Party a few years ago. The Boomer, oh, yeah. uh, Quarter Black Party alumni, so it's exciting to have them back. Yeah, they sold out Cypress Avenue as well at the start of November, so I think people will be really excited to see them again. Lord Distrut, who I saw at Quarter Black Party two years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When they played. <laughs> the most insane Tony's show Bistro. we've ever put on, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually their 10th anniversary oh, show. Wow. I think it's a new show. Yeah, it's a new show. It's a new um, show. The new Lords of Strut show celebrating their 10 year anniversary is called Drama, Drama, Drama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Landless, who are slightly different to Le Boom and Lords of Strut, I suppose, but I think that they'll be. Uh, they could be a party band to some people. <laughs> Landless are brilliant. So I'm excited. We haven't actually put on any shows with them, so that'll be. No, really I've fun. played a show with them during the year. They're just one of my favorite like things that I found out about this year. Yeah, they're really special. They did a, a Crosstown Drift in the uh, Gallery Crawford arts gallery in june as well and they were really cool and then it's kind of like the best of uh like the best new irish music laurie shaw who people adore yeah we adore him too he's i will talk about this in a way but the three choice music prize nominations or he's on the long list who releases three albums in a year yeah i hope he gets nominated for all three yeah <laughs> that'd be amazing yeah he's the he's the drake of the <laughs> choice music prize <laughs> He's got side projects as well. He's released albums with side projects this year yeah. too. It's like one week he'll just put it put it up on Twitter or Facebook, and then the next week, oh, he's got another side project as well. Yeah, it's insane. He's got a side project that's a oh, it, you have to read the backstory. There's like a, an entire weird backstory to why he's done it. Silverbacks. We'll talk about our songs of the year later. Later, later back. Uh, Silverbacks released one of my favorite tracks of the year. Uh, Speculative fiction, Trick Mist, uh, Rising Damp who I haven't heard of and I'm looking forward to She's brilliant. Seeing. I really like her. She's great. Post-Punk Podge, Sam Clegg, Shukra, and loads and loads more so people can get their tickets. Your, is your hard work done or is it just beginning? <laughs> the hard work never. The hard work ends on the 11th of February. Actually, no, that's a lie. It's like maybe two weeks after the festival. But yeah, we've, we're, we're going to spend the rest of the day doing stuff after we finish chatting. So, it's yeah. not hard work, Owen. It's fine. <laughs> it's our passion. <laughs> uh, I'm calling this the like Christmas party. It could also be like it's not really a Christmas party, though. It did bring some crackers um, and some mince pies as well. That I see you guys eaten. are drinking water. <laughs> Crazy! <laughs> <laughs> it's a mad party. It is Monday 
half 12 on a Monday and I have to go to work soon. So, <laughs> um, But Quarter Black Party is kind of like one of the first festivals of the year. And I'm kind of treating this as like a wrap up podcast as well of stuff that I really wanted to talk about. And who better to talk about it than with Keenan and Ashling? Festivals in 2018 and in 2019 are like, is, I think every festival now has announced their lineup for 2019. I think it's mad. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's become like a real thing that like, it's it's all about those Christmas ticket sales. It you is, know? yeah. It really is. Uh, but yeah, it's crazy. Like I think loads more have announced today and there was like one every day last week. And it's, yeah, I suppose it's it's a good way to when like, you know, if you've got a festival happening in June or July, it's a good way to be like, right, we have to get headline stuff all done by that point. How do people know what they're doing? So I have months no idea. in advance. <laughs> Electro Picnic is already sold out. Like, where did yeah. people get hold of like two hundred and fifty quid? You know, in like a day, in a week's uh, yeah. notice. It's like like Electro Picnic is becoming like Glastonbury now in that way, though, where it's like that like people are preparing for the tickets on sale day for months you know yeah like that's true making a plan of like okay if you get in you get us six tickets and you know it's yeah it's two weird. two of my favorite festivals from last year or from the last couple of years haven't announced their lineup but they do have tickets on sale which is another love story i don't think they've announced a lineup no they haven't and open year were two of my favorite things that i went to they don't have lineups but they have tickets on sale so i think like it's also about the experience like you buy the ticket for what type of experience you want. And obviously with Electric Picnic, people want the experience of going bananas for the weekend. <laughs> I, was trying to, I was like, what is a nice way to say <laughs> getting messed up in a field? I did want to talk just about some of our favorite uh, festivals that we went to last year. Was Open Air your number one? Yeah. Funny enough, it's kind of funny to talk about this year because I actually tried to just cut down on the amount of stuff I went to this just this year, just t- take a break. So I did go to Open Air... Oh, it's amazing. Just like Shirkin is such a beautiful island. Um, it's really, I don't know, the word is, I guess it's intimate, it gets thrown around, but it, there's an intimate vibe. You know, I love those festivals where you like you kind of go in on day one, you're like, oh, who's here? There's a couple of people I know. And then by the end, you're like, hey, David, you know, you're like saying hello to everyone that you walk by. And so I like those open ears, probably the best one for that. It's kind of like left field dance, electronica type music. Yeah, yeah. this is also just like I was I went there as well for the first time this year. I was only there for a day, but I I had a ball. It was great. It was just like I I didn't um I saw some music, but like it was just lovely place to go and just relax. It was a very relaxed vibe there. Yeah. Like I wasn't expecting that. I know they put something up during the year maybe a couple of months ago about they're looking into sponsorship and all this kind of stuff and it was cool that they asked audiences what the, what they would want, but one of the best things i found from that festival was there's i think they have a bar that's like a a secret bar bar or something like that yeah but there's no advertising for beers there's no there's just it's very uncorporate yeah it's it's the total opposite of like any of the and i mean another love story like i don't remember them really having any corporate stuff around they had they had like a Hendrix bar and they had yeah. the O'Hara's are involved as yeah. well, but it was but all they were very, very small and it was like very subtle. And I think the the Hendrix thing was nice because everyone got like a free drink coming in. Yeah, and it was like more of a treat than like a in your something face that you had thing. to spend your money on. You know, yeah, so because totally. um, I do like I'm not mad at like a a bar like that at a festival because like even with BYOB ones you do run out which is what happened to me at open year i ran out very quickly because i did not think things through (laughs) (laughs) 
It's only one day. I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. So I hit up that secret little cocktail bar a lot <laughs> over that evening. So yeah. Was open air the highlight for you or do you have another thing that stood out? I didn't get to go to a lot of festivals this year. Um, I did go, I was I was working at End of the Road this year, but it was quite a different year for me because I was working in the office of the festival as opposed to on a stage because normally when I'm working there I'm like hey everyone I'm person of the stage everything's cool this year I was just like pulling my hair out continually um looking at spreadsheets which was also fun but I I enjoyed that in a different way I enjoyed very much being a bigger part of it did you get to see much music at it like I went to see stuff but I was just so <laughs> just out <laughs> I was of so it dead. like I went just to the see, numbers was, it's like that gift the numbers are just flowing across your <laughs> yeah. face yeah, like, this is all the maths equation but like <laughs> there ain't there ain't no pen in my hand like so I yeah I was really looking forward to seeing Sandy Alex G and I went to see him and I literally was just stood there like staring at him being like what's going on but that was like Friday Saturday on the Sunday I was like I'm going to enjoy loads of music and I did I went to see Julia Holter which is probably like my favorite person of the festival mainly because she was really out of it and she was just like making loads of mistakes did she <laughs> release an album this year yeah it's, it, like I, I haven't listened to it yet I only realized it came out at the end of October it's, it's like it's 90 minutes long it's called Aviary and yeah people who can get into it or calling it like oh my god this is an amazing album of the year i can't i i haven't really been able to get into it to be perfectly honest yeah i think i really like the single the i shall love too that's it's just but that was very much her vibe live as well she was just a bit more all over the place because like because she comes from kind of like a a trained background like it's all very precise but this like i just loved it mainly because she was like out of it and tired obviously they've been on the road for a few weeks <laughs> she matched and, your vibe and i was like girl i am with <laughs> you i get it and i was like stood there just laughing like with her for the whole thing so that was like my favorite gig at that i also went to a little festival in london called visions festival which is like a day-long thing in august uh which was good it was a bit like it was all venue based um a lot of like hype bands in london but Sean Nicholas Savage played in a basement in um, in a tiny little venue and it was amazing. It was just him and his, he just plugs his phone in now and plays his backing tracks off his phone. And he made this really impassioned speech at the start of it being like, like, people tell me what I need and people tell me what I should be live. And like, you know, they, they say, I enjoyed your set, but it'd be cool if you had a band. It's like, you didn't enjoy me if you didn't like accept who I am. And it was amazing. It was just like more of like a TED talk than a gig, but I loved it. Loved it. So yeah. Uh, I went to uh, a couple of festivals kind of at the start and at the end of uh, the summer, including the new one all together now, which was good. People really, really loved it. I thought it was good, a little safe. It kind of felt like it took the best parts of a couple of festivals and put them there. It didn't feel like its That's own what thing. people have been saying. It did have some nice things It had... Uh, a little grandstand where I saw Reggie Watts doing a comedy set in the middle of the day and it was also a super hot weekend it was uh really really nice so there was lots of parts that I enjoyed but I it does feel like it's for people who went to Electric Picnic the first time around and want to kind of go back to what Electric Picnic was I'll be honest that sounds amazing to me <laughs> like I know you're saying it sounds a bit sanitized but I'm like there's a level uh Electric Picnic is just too it's too big for me and like it, it's big but not wilder like it doesn't come with like anything that comes with the bigness it's just kind of stressful i find and the national have been announced as they're the only band announced so far for it so that will give you a, an idea of um what to expect from the lineup mm. uh in 2019 when it comes back my favorite festival of the year was uh iceland airwaves um, oh you went. I, I really like the idea of 
you know just a new band festival yeah and just finding something different and i found loads of like icelandic hip-hop which is really really good i saw fontaine's dc twice we might talk about a little bit later on and i just saw loads and loads of really good stuff I also, did you did you see water yeah water was amazing i saw her i saw her last week in she, london and she's very good yeah it's she's so really good cool water was amazing there was there was loads of really good stuff that i enjoyed and uh myself and breed kind of left the festival and we were like i think i might come back next year it was so good that i feel like i want to go back next year and that's another festival actually the people were saying that uh oh, it's kind of gone back to its roots sort of thing. Yeah. I.e. it's not bringing over Mumford and Sons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, um, the first year the quarter was happening, like that would have been a pretty big influence on the way that we, and it was definitely like while we, it's a November, so that's when we start, with, the first year was when we were booking stuff. It was very like influential. I was like, oh, new bands can sell tickets. It doesn't have to be like only like big acts. And I think that's still the same. You know, like even Hilary Woods has been around for a while and has a full album out but she's quite a new artist so i th- i think that we're kind of sticking to that might move from festivals of the year on to gigs of the year i have one other though okay one <laughs> other festival one other festival that i i didn't say because i was working at it but i did have the best time ever it takes a village oh god they'll kill us if we don't <laughs> talk about this yes yeah. takes a village was the best crack my yeah. god i totally forgot about it because a it was a long time ago and b like when i'm working at stuff i forget but I've never had so much fun working at something and the lineup was like I was stage managing the main stage so I got to see everything stage managing is the best job guys if you're listening and you want to get into music it's just like this hey man yeah you can put your guitar there oh you want a beer yeah that's fine I'm the guy who's gonna be fun for the weekend it's just like that festivals are gonna hear this and make and like blacklist make sure he is not band managing our stage uh, I kept everything rounding to a tight tight schedule guys yeah I only got to go to it takes a village from like 8 p.m on the Saturday to about 1 p.m on the Sunday just because uh my friend got married on the Friday so it was kind of like a little bit all over the place but I still got to see Young Fathers and they would be in my top five of gigs of the year I saw them I have listed on my gig of the year as well I I saw them twice in uh, I saw them in the academy and then two weeks later they were playing uh, It Takes a Village and both times it was just such a powerful engaging show and I think that they ended It Takes a Village with just shouts of repeal 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 and it was just like you could just feel the energy of the crowd was like Mm -hmm. fucking yes yeah yeah what I loved about that show is that like uh like pretty much everyone who was at the festival was in at that show but some people knew loads of young father stuff and some people didn't know them at all but everyone was like united in their love for them in that moment like it was just everyone was like yes yeah it was it was beautiful it was like the the only time i took off and just lost my shit (laughs) was during that gig I mentioned when I did my best of music roundup with Sarah Hederman a couple of weeks ago that I was saving a spot in my top five for Kojak at Cypress Avenue. I was like, I think this will be a really good show. Went to it last week. It was a really, really good show. I would put that in like top five just for energy of the crowd, excitement levels, because everybody is kind of watching it being like Kojak could be huge. Kojak could be like absolutely massive so i think there is just that excitement of seeing someone who's about to break uh, on such a small stage and everybody knows all of the lyrics yeah uh it was such an exciting gig so that's uh in my top five what about you guys who are some of the acts that stood out for you this year that you saw so i had i've talked about a few of them already this the kit was one of the first gigs i went to this year in cypress avenue and it was 
absolutely beautiful brilliant uh powerful again they're one of these bands who like who have really worked at building their audience in cork um because i think that's a very important thing that people sometimes overlook or bands overlook they kind of think they can come here at a certain level and that they're going to have it instantly have the audience but this is the kid have like done all of the shows done the free ones done the you know built it up to this point and that gig just felt like a really big triumph for them i, I saw them actually add all together now they were playing on the sunday afternoon at like 2 p.m and it was just such a lovely show because they just win over the crowd as well everyone was just kind of like laying back taking in the sun yeah. and then uh, kate is the name of the main kate, person yeah. she was she just picked out a couple of people who were like a couple of kids who were flossing like up on the hill or something <laughs> and she like everyone's attention was on them and she was like when i played this part in the next song i want you guys to start flossing and doing the dance and everybody when when the kids started doing that during the song it was like yay it was it was such a really nice festival experience another one i have done which was a shared experience with the three of us was willie mason and collins we had a really good day after that. It was like one of the most epic days of all of our lives. Because that was a 2 p.m. on a Saturday show or something. Yeah, and we just drank for like 12 hours <laughs> afterwards. I can't even remember the show now. I'm like, I can remember the dancing later on. That was <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, because I got to see him twice that week. So I went to see the show the night before as well. And he is someone that I absolutely adored when I was a teenager and just always still loved. So it was like really important. I think, no, I'd seen him live before, but it was like really incredible to see him in such a small it felt, setting. Like it that. felt kind of bold. It felt like we shouldn't be seeing him in Collins. Yeah. Like he was such a big deal to me when I was like 16, 17. Yeah. So to see him just like standing, you know, in a place that I play, it was like, this is, shouldn't be happening. We're like, we got the golden ticket. Yeah. <laughs> And then also, it's not really a gig, but it was an experience. Was I went to see Erica Badu DJ in the Sugar Club, <laughs> which was questionable, but <laughs> it was just one of just such a amazing night because she just was having like she just has such a good time with everything she does. Um, so like she'd just be DJing away and then she'd like pull down all the music and just starts being like on and on and like singing and everyone in the crowd was like ah you know <laughs> including me but she was just like laughing at everyone because like it was just all women up the front of the of of the sugar club and everyone was like you know dancing but like trying to dance to her it was just it was so good it was I've so tried good. that at all the Christmas parties I'm playing at DJing at this year it's not worked like that <laughs> at all <laughs> well you need to you need to be from Badu Batron, you know. <laughs> Am I not? <laughs> Sorry. No. Um. Uh, Big Thief in Wheelands. I really, like, I'd liked the stuff before, but when I saw them in that show, it just, like, absolutely, like, blew me away. And as well, like, the there was just a really diverse crowd of people at it, just, like, loads of people from different, like, music groups around. Uh, so that was really cool to see. I was a little disappointed by that show. I'm not sure why, but I it, it was... The Saturday or the Sunday? Uh, the Saturday show. I yeah. I don't know. I thought I thought it was just a little. I just left a little disappointed, and I'm not 100 percent sure why. It was it was a bit crowded. I didn't enjoy that, but like I think for me, I didn't really have any expectations of it going in. So I was like, "This is amazing." Are they still? What's happening? I I know that she released a solo album. Are they still oh, they're going back next year? Oh, they're back next year. Yeah, yeah. I think she just has a crazy she, work ethic. She's the Laurie Shaw of the American <laughs> yeah, music <maybe>. scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they're, I think they're touring again next summer. Okay. Yeah. Whew crevice at open ear were amazing yeah that they was were, my favorite show at open yeah ear it was unbelievable they're such a good band <laughs> they're so mm. good they're like they've got presence like erica badu 
They do, they do, and they also there's some like weird like or like weirdo R and B tinges in a lot of their songs, which I love as well. Then I think actually my show of the year was Lizzo. I went to see her in London. I was living there for the month to work for End of the Road, and when I was like, you know, Lizzo announces London do- date, and I was like, oh yeah, grand, and then I was like, wait, I'm going to be there. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. And I was living with a friend of mine in London, and the first day I moved in, he was just like. Um, he was like oh what are you doing when you're staying here and I was like oh, not much I don't really have anything planned I'm going to see this girl Lizzo though in a few weeks and he was like oh my god I love her so that was like we went together it was a really lovely experience uh, her live shows are unbelievable it, like she has two dancers and her DJ is dancing the whole time everything is choreographed and she also just gives a really she's very positive I love her message and her vibe and her tunes are unbelievable like she came out playing this song called fitness which came out this year and which is a really like heavy bass song and I just started crying (laughs) I was like (laughs) dancing and grinding but also like crying because I was just so happy to see her I think that she's announced for Primavera Sound in Barcelona next year, which I think I'm probably going to go to. And you she's should one go of, see Yeah, her. she's one of the acts that I really want to see. Oh, it's just so much fun. Like, it's just so much fun. And it's so unifying as well. Like, she does a lot of talking about how we all are, we all need to stick together and be good to one another. It's great. You'll feel great after it. What about you, Keelan? What are some of your uh, gigs of the year? One of my favourite bands, Full Stop, and they probably played two of my favourite shows as Pow Pig. They played Quarter Block Party, and I cannot remember. You just found them online. Is that how we? Yeah, them? yeah. I think I think uh, Ruth Murphy will say that she <laughs> she found them she, first. Okay. There's a bit of a competition as to who found them first. Yeah, I just stumbled across them. I think. Yeah, and then we booked them from Quarter, and like I think we've said this before, we booked them from Quarter, emailed them, and got an email like back saying we just have to check with our moms if we can play. And we were like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> what age are they? And then they're doing their leaving cert this year because we did ask them to play the festival this year or next year and they can't because they're doing their mocks that week. (laughs) And they rock really hard. Um, So that was good. Like that was like I was excited to see them. I really took the afternoon off, told everyone don't bother me when Pig is on. And it was like just such a good feeling because we had been telling everyone and like people had listened to them as well but when I got to upstairs in the roundy I expected like oh a couple of people would go see me it was like you couldn't get in the door there was a queue down the stairs for down them, the stairs like. yeah it was amazing it was really did you get in? yeah I was there that would be one of my gigs of the year as well really, I, just, really I had to go fun. behind the bar to like to be able to watch the gig yeah, um, I would love to have seen them supporting Pillow Queens at the weekend in Limerick. Yeah, hopefully that, that they, hopefully they will do a tour together maybe next summer honestly, or like in the second Pau half of twenty nineteen. And Pillow Queens' love for each other is probably know, my great. my highlight of twenty eighteen is how much <laughs> Pow Pig and Pillow Queens love each other. In that's it, or just um, like Pow Pig's like its social media presence in general and how yeah. they react to like people saying that they love them you know yeah. it's just it's great because they did did you, did you see them at body and soul as well yeah that, that was, was actually also one of my body and soul um yeah there was something if if the gig at block party was something that was like oh this is cool the gig at body and soul was like oh they're badass like they are as good as anyone else at this festival um so that was probably good uh katie came and ready peace in uh quiet lights um what was that venue called? Griffith College. It was in the church of Griffith College. That was a really nice show. I didn't know what to expect. And at the same time, it was exactly what I expected. It was just like them doing their own stuff and then covering things. It was really beautiful. I hope they keep doing that. I'd love to hear an album that they release. 
One that kind of like surprised me at how much I liked it was Saint Sister at Saint Luke's, um, just because I hadn't really listened to them, or maybe in my head I thought that they were one. I thought they were just one thing, and then when I got there, it was like, oh, this is not what I thought it was at all. Um, I expected it to be a lot poppier or something like that. My, yeah, they're yeah. a band who it kind of took a while for them to click with me as well. Uh, I I think that I've seen them more than I've seen any other band this year, and after like one or two shows i was like oh okay i get i get saint sister now and i absolutely love them now as well i saw them in the bars the day before they played saint luke's and uh they're really really good yeah they're really good they're i don't know this is so stupid but sometimes things that are polished i'm like not that into them and they're really polished but and i don't know if i had heard that or maybe i saw a little i think i saw them at another love story i was like meh but the saint luke's gig was really really wonderful great like great songwriting um just like the idea that something's polished is so stupid not to like it because it was like it was just really great musicianship and yeah it was a great gig to watch um i was at this thing called the garden party which some people in cork run they're called the garden collective some of them live in lisbon anyway they did um a gig in a big shed just outside of cork and the altered hours played and yankee played and those two sets were just like wild I guess the the added like idea of being in a shed kind of everyone's like really drinking hard as well. I think it might have been a bank holiday weekend. Um, it was a really fun show, and especially the Yankee gig was like wow. People knew all the words to the songs. It was pr- really exciting because they've been a like. I remember giving Graham a gig maybe like three years ago or something. Yeah, Yankee had their first ever gig at at Quarterback Party last year, so they oh, like yeah, they're not nice. even. Like Yankee as a band don't <coughs> exist live. They're not even yeah. one years old. Like you know? so, yeah. It was really. It's been exciting to kind of watch them, like get, like not better as a band because they've always been really good, and they, also a lot of them play in Damsel as well. So I've seen them for a couple of years. I know that they're all really good musicians, and I knew that Graham had really good songs. But to see them getting the attention they kind of deserve, is really good. And I th- like Graham's just sitting on an album, of unbelievable hits so when that i'm like excited for when that comes out yeah he's released i think three four tracks this year and i love them all they're yeah. really really good he released one last week which is just great yeah and they're all quite different to each other the yeah. that tune lander which came out at the same time as we should be dead now which is like we should be dead now came out about six months ago and it's just stuck in my head for six months uh, it's really good um this is also not really a very 2018 thing but my favorite favorite gig of the year was We Are Scientists in Cypress Avenue. Bit of a throwback. Kind of, yeah. It was very, like, nostalgic, but I was like, they're just such a great band, and I'm so glad. It kind of gave me faith in musicianship or something. I thought, like, ah, you can keep going and doing everything your own way um, if you're as good as We Are Scientists there. (laughs) So that was my favorite gig. I've talked about my albums of the year with Sarah already, but I love hearing you guys talk about music. I'm happy to hear what some of your uh, albums of 2018 were if you'd like to share them i've done mine by um like genre oh do you want to so do you have do you have an overall album of the year like numero uno number one i think i do go on i've got a joint one so you you don't have a number um tears's album which Tirza? I feel like she's kind of completely gone under the radar. I just here. started. Li- I I was unplugged and Jim's like really into Tirza. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, it's I haven't so listened beautiful. to it at home. Like I listened to it while working and plugged the other day. So she's she's been on the scene for a while and she's kind of done a lot of kind of like housey dance tracks. Uh, but then this album is like completely like removed from that. It's like a really delicate, 
um, album. She works with, I want to say, Mikachu, you know, Mikachu and the Shapes. Uh, Mikachu produces all of um, Tears of Stuff. Saw her as well at End of the Road. And it was like, it was an album, came out like the start of August. So it was just when I'd like moved to London. So it was very like, it, like for me, it's very linked with me living in London for a month. <laughs> The way I talk about it is like I lived in London, like, but it's like I was there for five weeks. Uh, but it was um, your other life. It was my other, my other life, my other time. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> um, uh, it her live show is like so unassuming. She's just like she was just stood there, like not really moving. But it was lovely because uh, she doesn't have to because the music is so beautiful. So like, yeah, I would very highly recommend you go listen to that. Um, and then my other one was Young Father's Coco Sugar, uh, which I feel like now I'm kind of almost like a bit fed up of because I've listened to it so much. But uh, I started listening to it when I was working on It Takes a Village and it just, uh, it really made me fall in love with them again. It's, I just think it's like a really solid rounded album. It has some absolute bangers on there and then some, like some of their very weird songs as well, which have been like on a lot of the older stuff. Uh, yeah. I wonder was the label like, okay we really like what you've done before but maybe if you try and make it a little bit more mainstream and they tried to do something like that but then they were like nah let's well, they said, just go they, they've said in interviews again. that like it's like this is them making a mainstream album this is them like making pop songs like you know it's they've so decided to do them yeah they've said they've they've done it for themselves i think rather because they have an i think it's a new record label with this i think ninja tune did this record so yeah i think that they were trying to challenge themselves as well but they still are just absolute weirdos like so it's it it'll never be like straight up pop songs you know Eamon Dunes Freedom oh yeah that's is probably my most listened to 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 a similar I'm like I'm not sure if it's my favorite anymore because I've listened to it so much but yeah I've been kind of waiting on that album for a while it's the very first show that me and Ashling put on when we started Southern Hospitality Board kind of similar I feel like to Kurt Violin that it was a lot more lo-fi and as each album goes on, it just gets a bit better sounding and the songs are a bit better, but like also weirder and more out there all the time. So I'm really into the Eamon Dunes album. And it's like a completely new direction as well, because it's kind of even the way he's doing it live. It's like it's more of a performance rather than yeah. before. It was like he was like a folk indie. Yeah, thing I that feel like he's a got a good band on this album. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And there's also kind of some more like kind of African influences yeah. on it which is cool. And then I feel like this one's a bit controversial. Like I'm really into the Arctic Monkeys Tranquility oh. uh, Base Hotel and Casino album. Oh. Everyone's been waiting for this moment this whole year. <laughs> no, like, I mean, on that, on, me and Zara talked about it on the Best of M- M- Music show. So uh, I kind of agree with her. I like it as an Arctic Monkeys fan, but from kind of a critical point of view, I don't think it's a very good album. But why, why is it up there for you? I feel like the opposite. Like, it feels like a new band, kind of. Like, I got kind of got sick of the Arctic Monkeys shtick there for a while. Um, whereas this was like... It sounds a bit like one another album which I thought would be a good 2018, but I think it's 2017, which is the Jonathan Wilson album. Um, I think that was this year, actually. Rare Birds, is that from this yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Well, then that's also up there as well. Like, there's a similar vibe off both of those albums. Actually, I, I wrote everything out by, like, pop and hip-hop and i just have like a huge guitar list which really tells you like what i've been into this year it's like um so yeah i don't know why it just felt like a new band to me i kind of like a a bit more psychedelic or and like lyrically it's it makes me laugh a lot lyrically reminds me a bit of uh what's the guy who's funny and used to be in fleet foxes (laughs) 
Father John, Father John Misty, <laughs> the guy, the comedy guy. Two of my like favorite albums. Here's more controversy. One of my favorite albums is the Ariana Grande album Sweetener, and one of my my favorite hip hop album is the Mac Miller album uh, Swimming. I love that which, you're grouping them together. Well, yeah, I've just been having so many like arguments with stupid men about it. <laughs> the Swimming one, I was for some reason I just couldn't get into Mac Miller. And it was his, um, yeah, I saw his Tiny Desk thing and I was like, ah, you know what, I can get into this. And then I listened to the album. I think it's really good, really strong and different to, I mean, listening to that much hip hop in general because there's there's like one type of sound that's coming out of a lot of it, a lot of it being the genre of hip hop. And I've always preferred that kind of like groovier, like lo-fi based hip hop rather than the like kind of poppier, like I feel like lots of Migos type sounds coming out of hip hop. Similar, the Drake album's really good, but too long. Uh, have you listened to the, the Drake album? Uh, I feel like I have, but I also feel like... Oh, yeah, he samples Lauren Hill on the best yeah, track. And some, it's probably the best track just because of the sample. Yeah, there's really good, strong tracks across the album, but it's like 20 tracks long. That's a Spotify effect. It's just load up, lads, load up on yeah. tracks. Let's uh, let's get paid I a think little an, bit. Another funny like Spotify effect is that like both me and you have said in this interview... I think I've listened to it. <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I, I can't remember which one it was earlier on. That I think I listened to the Julie Holtram. Can't tell you because I'm just constantly like churning through loads of different musics and types of music and stuff like that. So. Someone crunched the numbers, and I think it was they suggested that Drake made something like 135 million from Spotify for his label Whoa. this year, oh. just from streams. So that's I, th- I think it was 135 million dollars. Yeah, so. they didn't put that in there. Fucking Spotify 2018 list, yeah. <laughs> Getting all the little I, I indie think, bands to be like, that I was listening to this much, or whatever. Like, Drake has all your money, guys. <laughs> uh, any other albums you want to list before we uh, move on? Uh, I'd like to throw in Villagers, mm-hmm. the Irish of pretending to swim. Yeah, it's one. I'm st- it's still. I'm still. It's still growing on me, which I really like as well. Is that like the first time I listened to it, I was like, this is beautiful, but it's going to take me a while to to get into it but i enjoy that now because as well there's something there's something quite nice in this world of like instant music where you like sit and let an album grow with you and i think that that uh connor's done a really good job of that on this record and he made it himself as well and like he, he threw everything at it it's one that you get something different from on repeat listens um us girls is another like album that's very sim- similar to that it took me ages to get into it and then i really love it and it's growing and it's also. it's really it's really weird compared to the other ones like it's yeah. so um it's so funky compared yeah. to the last few which were very like bare minimum lo-fi things and then this one is like this big massive band production playing she, they kind of, well she kind of reminds me of villagers in this weird way of like the albums change a lot and she's like she gets funky sometimes and she gets sad other times and yeah, she re- they remind me of each other for some reason. I love her skits on yeah. her album, like the telephone play that's on the the second album. Yeah, and the half free. Is that and the the like boys, the mothers and <laughs> yeah, daughters, sons fall, and daughters, yeah, though, yeah. which is worse. Uh, and then this one, which is the why do I always lose my voice when I've got something to say? Yeah, girl, I feel ya. <laughs> yeah, it's I feel really ya. Do you want to pull a cracker and we'll move on to talking about songs? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I went. <laughs> that it didn't, didn't even, even snap. Wait, no, let's do this properly. Did you get a joke? Oh, there you go. That's gonna be fun to edit out. I got, uh, <laughs> we didn't acknowledge this a while ago, but I got a little Santa and a sleigh. 
Yeah, it's um, kind of fancy crackers. It's it's like a little racing game. Did uh, you get um? Did you get a joke in your cracker? Oh, I didn't even open my things. We were. Oh, there's no jokes. There's no hats. Oh, they're too fancy for jokes, even. Thank you. Let's do another one so Keelan can have a hat. All right. Well, he has, to win. he has to win first. <laughs> oh. Uh, what starts with T, ends with T, and it's full of T? Teapot. Is that a joke? Is that a joke? That's information. That's yeah, that's joke. information. Yeah. Oh my God, this doesn't fit on my head. <laughs> it's a t- that is. <laughs> it's a tiny hat. You look like um, Jughead from Riverdale now, <laughs> Keelan. I haven't watched Riverdale. Um, Christmas is the best. What do you get if you cross a fish and two elephants? Go on. <sighs> Swimming trunks. <laughs> I like that. I love it. <laughs> I my favorite bit of the joke was the lashing red. <sighs> <laughs> Again, these are more information. They're not. They're not really jokes. Ashling, you don't actually get swimming trunks when you <laughs> when you put an elephant. I don't know, man. Have you seen a fish and two elephants any time recently? I haven't actually. I've never seen them in the same room there together. There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna count down the Pitchfork top ten songs of the year that was released today as we're recording it, and I'm looking forward to hearing your reaction to what's number one. Do you have a prediction? Anything jump out? I thought that it was going to be Ariana Grande. She's number eight. Thank you. Next. Oh really? Mm. I thought uh, God Spoiler is a woman prediction. would have been up there. I, I don't know what's okay. going to happen. I just want I just want to have an open N- mind. Number 10, <laughs> Cupcake, Duck, Duck, Goose. That is a banger. Mitski, yeah. no Did that come out this year? Yeah, that was like the start of the year, I think. Wow, that is a banging tune. Yeah, it just has been in our lives the whole time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like it was written the day I was born. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. Yeah. <laughs> Mitski, Nobody is number nine. I, I love Mitski. I really had had, I had a, I, I haven't been able to get into this album oh, at all. Oh, this and is I'm the really first sad. Mitski album that I've actually gotten into. I, I feel really sad about it, but it just, uh, again, it's the whole polish thing you were talking about a while ago. It's like, it just feels a bit too polished for me because like, I did love how like raw she was in previous records and this one to me is just a bit too, I don't know. It just didn't, Streamlined, give, didn't give me anything. Sort of didn't yeah. give me anything. Ariana Grande, thank you, next. Lil Uzi Vert, new Patek. The Lucy Ver? Is it French? I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, snail Mail, Pristine, DJ Cozy, Pick Up, Drake, Nice For What. Is that the sample? What, yeah. What, yeah. Um, what number is this? What number is uh, Number four, sorry. Drake. DJ Cozy is number five. Snail Mail is number six. Number three is Rosalia with Malamente. Uh, number two is Robin, Honey. I actually thought Robin might be mentioned by one of you guys as one of your albums. I I was never really into her before. Um, and she strikes me as a southern <laughs> hospitality type favorite artist that you have on the, in the. <laughs> How dare in the you? Do you, <laughs> you put us in a box on? Uh, no, I've never really got into Robin that much. Yeah, I've, I haven't had that moment, like you know, that scene in Girls where they're like dance, they're jumping around and dancing yeah. on my own. It's just like it's a good tune, but it's just never really like gotten me in the feels. And number one, wait for the reaction, folks. The nineteen seventy five, love it if we made it. I just like what is the point in that like that is so stupid that came out like that came out so recently it's so rubbish the song actually did come out in May but it seems like yeah they're (laughs) only getting recognition for it now why why are they getting any recognition yeah again uh, poor Zara is going to be very upset (laughs) (laughs) yeah listen to Zara's takedown of the 1975 on the No Encore podcast from a couple of weeks ago it's uh 
if I did uh, reviews, my favorite reviews of the year, that would be right up there at number one, I think. It's mad. It's mad that like, like in all of that, like you have snail mail, you know what I mean? Like just that's the thing that stood out to me because it's the one I feel like doesn't really fit in with the rest of the. Like, a, that's a weird top 10. That's a really it's weird It's a really top weird 10. top 10, yeah. It's so, wait, so Childish Gambino you're saying isn't on it at all? Yeah, Childish Gambino, not even in the top 100. I thought that This Is America, just the song alone was really, really good, but I know people had a hard time with the idea of like, oh, the video is really good, the song is only okay. But then he also released a couple of other tracks in the summer which are really good too. How can you not put one of those songs on your uh, top 100 list? I think Childish Gambino is one of the most essential artists of the 20 teens if that's what you want to call them and to not have them on the list i think is stupid yeah no, owen call owen tpoe calls out pitchfork <laughs> i would love that rivalry to start um yeah that 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 top 10 in particular just seems very um talk about us it just yeah. feels very like kind of like of the last like i know nobody came out earlier this year but it's very much just of the last like couple of months rather than the whole year which it's, it's hard it's hard feels to, like, too recent or something and also i just feel came like out over the last 12 months so like it's hard to remember it all <laughs> <It's hard laughs> to you're just talking about now you yeah. right now <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm like I, I don't know half of that but stuff. <laughs> i feel like there's a general i don't know why but my feeling is that there's some sort of media thing about the 1975 which is like to try and make them more more genuine i mean like there's some some like talk around this album they're like oh it's actually really spot on and what they're saying is really insightful and it's like it's just whatever the the kind of shtick with this song as well is that all of the lyrics are taken from headlines that matt healy was like reading on the internet which is a very internet thing to do as well that's and not that. so yeah people it, are saying it's like also lazy. Oh, yeah that's what i think as well it's, it's not that like, interesting oh, that was, either yeah i'd, I'd I don't really get the 1975, but what I do find interesting is the way that bands like Enemy and Pitchfork have been in a rush to acclaim this band and this album as well. It's like, this is the album of the year. This is the band that everyone is talking about. And then the album came out and it's like people are talking about it, but not for the right reasons. It's like uh, it hasn't connected with the wider audience that I think people uh, needed it to. We do need new headliners at festivals and the, the 1975 <laughs> are probably going to fill. I, I think the album is okay. And then I heard Zara's uh, review of it and it really made me reassess things too. And I mean, it's so bloated. I guess that that's kind of like one of the themes of 2018, like with the Drake album. Yeah. Everything is so bloated nowadays. The al- the 1975, like the album and the talk around the album, to me is the same as um, people giving out about Fairy Tale of New York. Like no one's act. I don't feel like it's really that important to people, but people are saying how important it is. To me, it's like I turn it off. I don't care. I'm not interested. Just because we're talking about songs of the year now, what are some of your songs of the year? I can give you mine if you want. Yeah, do. Go Same sister, it. Twin Peaks, is my number one most played song, and it's a song that I love the most this year. I really love, as we mentioned earlier, I really love Saint Sister, and this track. Uh, clicked with me all over summer all over autumn I've been playing it uh, I think it's really good it's a song about friendship and you can just really connect with the idea of it too and it just sounds so lush I really liked First Aid Kit Fireworks they're a band who I only got into this year and Fireworks is I think it's a proper breakup song 
too. And I really, really like that. Silverbacks, who are playing Quarter Block Party. Whoop, whoop. Just in the Band is a really recent song. So is Pillow Queen's Gay Girls. They are two of my favorite tracks of the year. I'm not afraid to say that. I know it's a bit recency biased. They're only out about a month. But I love both of those songs. Um, I can't wait to hear more of uh, both those acts next year. And Fontaine's DC, um, Boys in the Better Land. Better Land. I was waiting for a lift to Altogether Now over the summer and I was like, oh, I'll listen to Fontaine's DC. And I pressed play and I was listening to it for about an hour, like on repeat, just that EP. I think it was, I think it's Checklist Reckless and uh, that track Boys in the Better Land. And oh man, once it clicked, it clicked. And I saw them at Iceland Airwaves and they were brilliant. I think they're, they're such an exciting band to watch. And... I know people kind of throw like girl band at them a lot, but that shows you just how influential girl band have been. You can also put the murder capital in with that as well. There's a band called That Snake too, who uh, people have said like that's literally a reference in a girl band uh, song title. Uh, that snake Connor Cusack I think is the name of the song. oh yeah it is yeah it was on the first EP everybody predicted that bands would sound like girl band in a couple of years after they came about yeah. and that's exactly what's happened I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because I think the music is really exciting and also girl band are coming back in 2019 and I think they might blow everybody else out of the water while yeah. everyone is trying to sound like girl band 1.0 girl band are going to be like the moving bigger, on to the next but girl thing. band don't like I think that they're I think a lot of people around girl band are like oh these bands sound like girl band which is cool and it's like a protective thing because we're all like we're all very supportive in girl bands break and in uh and wait and like excited for them to come back but uh i don't think like girl band are worried at all about it you know what i mean they're just like yeah it's fine you know what i mean like they're, they're well like they don't need to be worried about it because they're so focused on what they're doing next that it doesn't really matter i i'm not mad at fontaine's i think that it's uh I keep calling it D, them D Fontaines though by accident, <laughs> um, but I I haven't seen them live. I would like to see them live uh, next year, but it sounds like they probably won't be able to because I think they're like touring the US with like idols and stuff all next year, which is very exciting. I just think it's cool to see another Irish band like that really take off. They're crazy young. They're like twenty or twenty one as well. Murder Capital. <sighs> I saw them live a few months ago, and I just am not impressed at all. Really not impressed. They I don't have any music online yeah, apart from one song that they did with the session. Uh, I've heard I've heard people say that they absolutely love them, think they're going to be unbelievable. I think it's a lot of it is hype, and I think a lot of people are getting wrapped up in that. That's fine. Like you know, if people if people people do like them, then that's cool. I just for me, I don't get as much of Fontaine's. Maybe if I see them live, I will. But like, I'm just kind of like sick of this like very like hey, we're men and we're masculine on stage <laughs> and I'm going to stare at you because I'm a man and I'm going to try and intimidate you from stage. It's bullshit because you're like, oh, I just, I, I just, I yeah. like, That's a, so lot, a lot of it, when I saw it live, a lot of it was all like them doing things on stage rather than actually playing tunes. So <laughs> That's so funny because uh, one band that I've gotten really into are the most that, which is Idols. Idols have a different, uh, like are doing it in a different way though. I think it's more like Murder Capital remind me more of like Shame and Fat White Family, which oh, yeah. I have absolutely zero time for um whereas i think idols are still like it's very masculine but it's also this inclusivity they talk a lot about how they want uh women in their like to be safe in their crowds which i think is a lot of things that bands don't think about and and their songs are really like like they have that one real like hit that's about their friend who's a polish immigrant Uh, i can't remember it's 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 his name david 
Nadel Nadelco. I'm not going to remember what it is, but that's like a yeah they're really like aggressive and like that male energy but also like really inclusive and there's something beautiful about it and yeah i really appreciate it yeah uh they're a band too i should like but i just haven't been able to click with them i've tried a couple of times and it just hasn't clicked yet maybe it will in 2019 but um not not so far when i say i've gotten into them recently i mean in the last like week like the last five days (laughs) they're the greatest band of all time yeah and it's all i'm listening to at the moment what are are some of your songs of the year keelan my most listened to song and i'm like still not sick of it is the david kitt single still don't know oh that is a tune yeah i think it came out quite a lot like maybe april or may or something but it made me it just made me really happy when it came out it really like sends me away when I when I listen to the lyrics and stuff like that. So another song that I love is that Troy Sivan Ariana Grande. We can just dance to this. You know that song on the album. And the I don't know if it's on the Troy Sivan album. I think it's a single. Oh, a new Ariana Grande song for me to discover. Excellent. Oh, it's brilliant. It's more of a Troy Sivan song than she comes in halfway through. She lifts it up. In fairness to her, yeah, they're my two probably like really standout favorites like there's there's tunes on the emperor album that are really fun and like when i saw them live i was that was a great gig actually the emperor gig in dali a couple of weeks ago kind of sad that they're gone now yeah those three would be probably my my tunes lily allen released a really good song during the year that i was listening to a lot during the summer i really like i really like lily allen I read I the book as well. Allen. I really enjoyed her Is memoir. Is the book good? Yeah, I really okay. enjoyed it. It's not the easiest thing in the world to read just because she, you know, she's trying to paint the picture of like, I did it on my own. I didn't do it because of my parents. But, you know, the parents opened connections for her. So straight away, you're just kind of like, ah, just, you know, just come on. And also she talks about the really tough stuff as well, being away on tour and uh, doing loads of drugs and uh, drinking loads as well and coming back to her husband and trying not not abdicating responsibility for a child sort of thing but kind of like I don't want to go home because of the responsibilities at home and also she had a stalker which she discusses too which is really hard to read so it's a really runs the gamut of emotions so yeah. that's that's one of the best memoirs one of the best music books I read this year uh, do you have any standout tracks Ashling? there's a good few <laughs> uh, Trader Joe by Jungle Pussy I don't know if you've listened to Jungle Pussy, nope. but she's just this absolutely crazy entity uh, rapper from the US. Trader Joe is like quite a chilled out track compared to a lot of the rest of her stuff. Um, it was just released. It was released just before her album JP3. And it was definitely one that was just like on heavy rotation for me. And I was in America during the summer and I was just obsessed with getting to a Trader Joe's because it's like an alternative version of Whole Foods there. I didn't make it, but you know. It's fine, mm-hmm. whatever. Altered Hours, a whole EP on my tongue is incredible. Yeah, but really um, one of my favorite songs since I first heard it was Open Wide, which is on that. There was like a live version that they did with Press Record, I think. John, Bar- John Barker's thing. Yeah. The Irish John Barker's, yeah. And uh, I just, I think, YouTube I think show. most of the views of that are me just like playing that over <laughs> and over again. So it's really nice to have like a track version of it. Hayley Hendrix is someone I really got into this year as well. She played End of the Road. I didn't see her then, but I um, really got into her afterwards. Like literally when I was coming home from <laughs> End of the Road, I was just like listening to her and repeat. And the song I loved from her was called The Bug Collector, which is just a really, really nice song. And then Shuker released so many bangers this year. Mm. Flex is the latest one. Uh, Don't Want to Doubt You. Don't Want to Doubt You is one of the best. Sorry, I forgot about that. Is one of the best songs yeah. to be released this year, actually. Yeah. Actually, Shukra, Don't Want to Doubt You and Yankee, Are You Alright? 
I've, of course, that was this year as well. That, that they're unbelievable up. tunes, and not to also stir up some Dublin core thing, but I feel like if they were living up in the big smoke, those tunes would be much bigger tunes yeah, than they, I agree. they were. And then someone that no none of us has mentioned, and I think is across the board as like favorite album, favorite tunes is Kaliukus. Oh yeah, like Isolation's a neck, great album. Isolation. That song with Steve Lacey. She want my hundred dollar bills. <laughs> I don't know the names, but I'll just sing through them. <laughs> but the song is like an extra at the end of the podcast. <laughs> it's me singing all my favorite songs of the year. We're almost there now. I feel like we should do a cracker and I hope you win this time. <laughs> right, I'm going to definitely get this. I'm, I'm going to let you win. Yeah! Good, good oh my God, up. how exciting. It's like Christmas. It's better, it's better than Christmas. No, it's not better than Christmas. Do you guys enjoy Christmas? Yeah, I enjoy the. I haven't really had like a Christmas off in years. This year, I think I've got like three days off. So I'm I love Christmas because of quarter block party. Like December, like everyone else in the music industry takes January off. We're idiots who decided to put a festival in February. So like our busiest time of the year is when everyone else is like, whatever, man. We're hanging out. So like, yeah, like Christmas is a small break in the two busiest months of the year for me. Are you even going to, like, in your Slack channel, are you going to be like, Happy Christmas, or are you like, Don't no, talk to me. <laughs> no, we generally send a Happy Christmas message out uh, to each other. Uh, but, yeah, we, like, the I think the first couple of years, we were, like, we were still working throughout Christmas. But in the last, like, two years, we've been very, like, right, we're off from this day to this day. And, like, if people are working on their own stuff, it's fine. But we don't, we try not to talk to each other. Because otherwise, it's just, like, you just end up getting pissed off and you don't need that. So. Where do ghosts go swimming? The Dead Sea. Well, that that's a joke. <laughs> um, actually, guys, that's that was good. the delivery. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, just before we finish up, what about music in Cork? Do you feel like it's been kind of a good year for music in Cork? I feel like there haven't been that many great albums coming out of here. I know Laurie Shaw... Uh, also really when we forgot to mention that i feel has been great as the arthritis album that just came yeah. out mm. i'm great he's been working on that for ages and the name of the album is i'm great as well <laughs> <laughs> um yeah he's he is great and like live i only got i was playing with him last week in the poor relation um really like really good bands now and yeah just like it's full a really good performance good. as well like because like the whole arthritis thing is like um he's from the fifth moon of saturn um, I feel like he's made a planet up or something. Yeah, I feel like it's it's like the the pretend fifth moon star, anyway, something like that. I feel like that was a great album that came out. I think I lots of people are working on stuff. I mean, the yeah. Emperor album, they're not technically from Cork, but that was, it was we'll a really good one. We'll take it. We'll take yeah. it as our own. Elaine Malone's EP this year as well was great. Uh, you would actually be definitely one of my favorite tracks of the year. Yeah, I don't know. There's been, I think, there's y- like there's, a, there's some good EPs. The Yankee album will be coming out next year. Do the Alterers have another album? They're just constantly recording. I'm sure they're yeah, going to Yeah, they've, they've just finished out. an album, but it might be, it might be a while for it, but... Yeah. Damsel is sitting on an album that may or may not already be out by the time people hear this. I'm not sure. Is he releasing it in December or waiting until next year? I hope he waits until next year. Don't release an album in December, folks. It's like the worst thing that you can do because people just forget Morning about it. Morning released their album on uh, December 20th, 30th. Yeah. 30th. yeah. Thanks, Owen. Good, <laughs> 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 good. Uh, we didn't want to get in any end of it's year list. That's why we did it. And then in, we got into one. <laughs> in, oh, did you? That's nice. Yeah, the thin air caught us. Roz was very pissed off about it. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. That was worth it for that. 
Um, I think that that's pretty much everything. Is there anything else that you guys uh, want or need to talk about? Uh, the fact that uh, Maggie Rogers is playing in Ballyfehan <laughs> next year. Supporting Hosier. Yeah, that's just blown my mind. <laughs> I don't think that that gig is sold out, actually. I thought that was a shoe in to sell out straight uh, away. Wait, Hosier's playing at Ballyfehan? Yeah. He's playing Mus- um, <coughs> Musgrave the, Park. The Musgrave Irish Park. Independent. Yeah, it's oh, the big rugby stadium. Oh, 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 sorry. I don't know this, this politics, but that's what they're calling it, is the Irish Independent Park, yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah, Musgrave Park, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, cool. Hosier, I think it's the 25th of May or something. Yeah, and there's someone else kind of odd playing down there. Is the Corona the... is supported by Sigrid. Yeah. Supported yeah, by that's, all twins. That's bizarre. That's mad, yeah. yeah. Because she's um, already announced a date at the Three Arena in October. Sigrid. Or I think so, yeah. Yeah, and, she has, yeah. And she gilded at Electric Picnic as well this year. And it's like, you're supporting the Coronas. But uh, yeah, I think that that's pretty much everything. Do you have a favorite Christmas song? My favorite Christmas song is... Uh, Wish I could be home for Christmas. That is my favorite Christmas yeah. song as well. It's called Stop the Cavalry. I've, been, the Cavalry. I've been singing that all week. Oh, man. Once, oh, yeah. once someone starts singing it, everyone starts singing it. Oh, Mr. Chacha, where'd you go to go? <laughs> my no favorite one. Christmas song and has been for a very long time is simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Bye? Paul McCartney? Yeah. I was <laughs> like, is that George Michael or Paul McCartney? Um, can I put a runner? A third uh, in there is Mud, Lonely This Christmas. That's probably my other favorite one. Uh, below, I'll just sing you out, everybody. It's gonna be lonely this Christmas <laughs> without <Poor> you. <laughs> to hold. Thanks for coming back on the podcast, guys. It was uh, good, Thanks to have, for having good to us. have you back. Thanks to everybody who was listening to The Point of Everything <laughs> over the past year. There might be some surprises. Like right now. (laughs) There might be another couple of podcasts coming over Christmas as well. Thanks for listening. Talk to you in 2019. And buy tickets to Quarter Block Party for all of your friends and family over Christmas. (laughs) 